Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Second Wife Life Podcast. I am your host, Carly Tate Williams. These last few weeks have been so dang busy. This past weekend was Easter, and it was Case's first Easter where he could actually participate in the activities, which is always so fun to watch your kid for the first time. However, in the egg hunts, he was completely satisfied once he found his first egg. He didn't feel the need (laughs) to find any more after that. He was happy just playing with one and throwing it in his bucket, taking it out of his bucket, throwing it back in, blah, blah, blah. And of course, he was excited to have an Easter basket to wake up to Sunday morning as well. I love this age so much. It's hard because he has become extra clingy to me lately and separation anxiety is real. But he's 16 months right now and the personality and character that come out around this time is truly just so much fun and so special. Every time I feel sad about him hitting or surpassing milestones, Drew swiftly reminds me that I get one more baby to enjoy all of these things with, which does make me feel better. So speaking of Easter, I really have enjoyed starting off an episode with a positive or a co-parenting win. Even if it's super small sometimes, you have to find these little wins in blended family life. The big wins deserve to be celebrated as well as the little moments too. And sometimes that little moment can feel like the biggest win ever, which is why I feel it's so freaking important to always find the positive in life and in every situation. And I promise you there's always one somewhere in there. So even if your win for the week might be that your bonus child told you they really liked the dinner you made, (laughs) or maybe it's with your bonus child's bio parent that they were friendly to you at your last interaction. Take those positive moments no matter how few and far between they may be sometimes. Focus on these moments and it will improve your attitude and mindset. Okay, so our positive over Easter weekend. Easter and Halloween are the two holidays that are not included in my ex-husband and I's visitation schedule. So whoever's weekend it is on Easter and Halloween, that's who has our son. Which stinks right now because he's been at his dad's two years in a row for Easter and like, for Halloweens. And for my bonus son, it's currently the same. So this weekend, we did not have either of the big boys with us. Well, my family had planned a big Easter egg hunt for all the second generation cousins on Saturday. On my dad's side of the family, I'm the oldest of all the cousins, and there are eight of us who all grew up super close. Technically, there's nine grandkids, but the youngest grandkid my uncle had when he was 50, like I said before, hot young wife, right? So, uh, my youngest cousin is like the same age as all of the cousin's kids. So we all grew up super close and now we're to the age where the majority of us have kids, AKA the second generation of cousins. And man, these kids really love each other. So when I was told about it, I of course was excited to be able to join in with Case, but I knew we didn't have either of the big boys, which is always disappointing. After five years of this, though, you expect that your kid or kids will miss out on things and you learn to deal with it. It doesn't get easier because missing your kids or kid never gets easier. You just learn to adapt and part of that learning is acceptance. Acceptance of the situation and accepting the fact that your kid will not be at everything. 
One tip for anyone who is new to the shared visitation world, best piece of advice I can give is to become very, very familiar with your schedule. I mark every single weekend I have my son and my bonus son, which is the same, in my phone for the whole year. So when looking at my calendar, I immediately know if it's our weekend or not. And knowing each holiday well ahead of time is also necessary. One thing I appreciate about my family over Christmas especially is that we plan our dates pretty well in advance so that everyone can make it. I'm not the only cousin who has shared time with kids, and so this is super important and also makes you and your family feel valued. So shout out to all the families who respect split households and try to make our lives easier by planning in advance. I promise I'm going to get to the positive here, but as I started on this topic, there's so much to talk about. And honestly, I think I could make a whole episode over holidays and sharing time. I would bet really good money that 99% of blended families would rate this as a top three issue or conflict that arises in blended families. If you saw my post on Saturday, I'm sure you already know what our positive was, but I'll tell you again anyways. The way my husband and I view asking for time with our kids that we are not scheduled We never want our co-parents to feel like we don't value our child's time with them. So if we ask for a swap or for additional time, it's for something we feel is important and that the boys would love to be there for or would be super sad to miss. In blended life, it's guaranteed your child will not be there for everything. Guaranteed. But sometimes for the big moments, we feel there is no harm in asking. And I expect the same. If my ex's family had an important get-together, or birthday party, or grandparents are visiting from out of state, let me know. I don't want my child to miss out on those moments. And same for my bonus son. These kids deserve to at least have the opportunity to attend important moments on all sides of their family. Now, I also realize not everyone is at this place or can be at this place. So if this is not you, I get it because it wasn't always me either. And there are some situations where you 1000% need to always stick to the written court-issued schedule and don't deviate from that. But I do hope that the majority of blended families could eventually get to this point. It's a point of respect and valuing your child the way they deserve. So for this family Easter get-together, my husband and I both decided to reach out and ask if the big boys could attend. Both of our co-parents agreed and it was such a great afternoon. While driving my son back to his dad after it was over, I just couldn't help but feel so dang grateful for the place that we're at. When I asked if Kane could attend, I told his dad, hey, this is your time, so don't feel obligated, but Kane has been asking about seeing his cousins, and I know he would love it if he could be there. Of course, I didn't tell Kane he was going until his dad said he could come or even tell him about it, but man, what a positive Saturday was. The last month... As I mentioned briefly on the last episode, has brought on changes with both our kids' bio parents and different changing circumstances that affect our blended family. It kind of feels like I predicted the future a little from this podcast second episode when I mentioned briefly if there would ever be a bonus figure in Kane's life, because there now is. Uh, let me also add to this his dad isn't remarried, but when there's another person actively involved in your child's life, they inadvertently take on a stepmother role. If you are helping transport my child and caring for him in any way, you are filling a part of that role, and I'm thankful Kane enjoys her so much. 
with this change, or addition I should say, our schedule also changed with my bonus son, and now we get to see him weekly, which has been such a wonderful and eye-opening change. When you are able to see positive impacts on your children, it makes everything worth it. That was a big old explanation for one positive win, but these wins don't come lightly. They come with growth, healing, and time from both sides. But celebrate and appreciate these wins, no matter how small it may seem in the moment. So a few weeks ago, I connected with a fellow bonus mom, and I got to hear what struggles she is currently facing. So I wanted to touch on two issues that she brought up to me. The first one is having an age different with your bonus child's mom. This issue can seem silly, but it is in fact extremely valid. She is seven years younger than her bonus daughter's bio mom, and she is often made to feel that she isn't taken seriously because of this. Now, as a bio mom myself, I am going to play devil's advocate for a minute. I would not be thrilled, let's say, if when I was 28, my son had a bonus mom in his life that was 21 or even younger. Reason being, the maturity level of a 21-year-old for someone in their late 20s is a big difference for most people. Side note on this, my husband also told me the other day that 20-somethings are all immature. I don't remember what we were talking about. And I looked at him and I said, wait, you married me when I was in my 20s. So what are you saying? And of course he responded with, well, you're 30 now and don't you feel a lot more mature? I just stared at him and said, yeah, I definitely do, but you're stupid. (laughs) Him and I are seven years apart. And before we started dating, I had a cutoff age for myself. Like I wouldn't date anyone older than this certain age. So I decided I wouldn't go older than 35 because I just felt our stages of life would probably be too different. Well, guess what? He was 35 when we started dating, so he barely made the cutoff. But all that to say, age can make a difference sometimes, and I can see why as a bio mom, certain age differences can make an impact. But at some point, they don't matter anymore. You reach that point of adulthood where you don't feel like a carefree young adult anymore and you make the correct decisions to be a responsible adult. And that age is different for everyone because not everyone grows at the same rate and not everyone has the same life experiences. So my advice for anyone who is made to feel unworthy or not good enough because they're younger than the bio mom is to continually show them through your actions that it does not matter. All that matters is how you treat your bonus children and how they feel about you. Focus on what you give to them and offer to them because if age is made out to be some huge deal when it clearly through your actions and behaviors is not an issue, there would be something else made out to be an issue that isn't. So if it's not this, it would be something else. And that's not a you issue, it's a her issue. As I've said before, all you can control is yourself, your actions, your words, and what you choose to put out to other people. Hopefully as time continues, this won't be an issue anymore as as she sees she can trust you. And if it doesn't, it is her own issues she's dealing with, not yours. The second issue my fellow bonus mom deals with is blatant jealousy that she has a relationship with her bonus daughter 
and her bonus daughter is made to feel guilty for spending time with her bonus mom and additional sibling. This is also an issue that's extremely prevalent in blended families. In this bonus mom's situation, she herself has seen firsthand conversations to her bonus daughter from her bio mom being made to feel guilty for enjoying her bonus mom and spending time with her and her other sibling. This is just a super sad topic to me and is also what I feel the typical situation people think of when stepmotherhood comes to mind and the relationship between bio mom and bonus mom. And it doesn't have to be this way. Being made to feel like your bonus child should feel guilty for enjoying you is a downright terrible feeling. You care for and love this child, and when you're hit with feelings like this from a bio parent, it can make you feel like you're doing something wrong when you aren't. Divorces suck, splitting time with children sucks, and co-parents not getting along sucks. I am the type of person that prefers to confront issues head on as opposed to just letting them simmer and probably get worse over time as resentment can build. I know this isn't everyone's personality, but I also think it's really effective to not let issues just sit there and to get them out in the open so they can be resolved. This may not be possible in your personal situation, but I do wonder if reaching out to Biomom and asking to meet up for coffee to talk would help the situation at all. Or maybe present it in the way of, hey, I'd like to get to know you a little more. Could we meet up for coffee or ice cream or something? Whatever you guys like. Maybe part of it is she doesn't know you that well. And once she does get to see the type of person you are, some of these bad feelings she is having might go away with time and consistency. It's hard sharing a child and hard knowing your child has another mother figure in their life. But I think as long as she knows you love her child, will always look out for their best interests and maybe just simply state the fact that you aren't out to take her place, but merely add to the child's life and be another person to love her child, she may change her mind. She also may not be receptive to meeting you at all, but if that's the case, at least you can say that you tried. And maybe now isn't the time because she's still working through some things in her own head and own life that you may not know anything about that's maybe not even related to this situation. But who is to say that this might not change later? And no matter when this change might happen, it will be worth the wait. Jealousy is a hard feeling to deal with, y'all. Some people struggle more than others. My husband, for example. Least jealous person I have ever met. Unless you drive a sand-colored Ford Raptor, then he will openly admit his jealousy until the day comes where he can have a truck again. But for some, like myself, jealousy is hard to shake. I have had to work on feelings of jealousy many, many times. And my best example of this pertains to being a second wife, as I've talked about before. I do not like not being the first and knowing that my husband has been married to another woman. It stirs up feelings of jealousy. And it's just a bad feeling when you feel like that. But for me, I know it does absolutely no good to harp on those feelings. And part of that comes with maturity. So if you're getting a ton of jealous feelings from a co-parent that you're dealing with, I would be willing to bet that they just need to work on those feelings themselves. And if you're a bio mom that's listening to this and you do feel a lot of jealousy, it's a hard feeling and I get it. But what is in the best interest of your child? That's what you need to think about. And you can sit here and say all day long, Oh, I hate my kid's bonus mom. She's so annoying. She's so, I don't know, overbearing, 
my triggers would be overstepping <laughs> um, or like not valuing my opinion when it's my child by birth, you know? So coming from a bio mom to any other bio moms who are out there listening that have children that have bonus parents, you owe your child the responsibility of being a responsible adult in dealing with your feelings so that your kids aren't put in uncomfortable situations. So the same can be said for some bio mom, bonus mom situations. There can easily be feelings of jealousy that another woman is in their child's life. So my best piece of advice is just try to get to know her if she's willing. And how great for the kids to be able to see co-parents getting along. As far as the situation with making children feel bad about actually liking bonus family members and other siblings, it's just plain selfish and I will absolutely never understand this thought process. It's just plain selfish. So again, if you're a bio mom listening to this and you have made your child feel guilty about actually enjoying a bonus parent or a bonus sibling, honestly, shame on you for doing that. That's their family and you just need to grow up. hope I don't get a lot of backlash from this, but I mean, it's the truth. You can't make your child feel guilty about enjoying family members. And just because they aren't blood doesn't mean they aren't family. Try telling my bonus son and my son that they aren't brothers. I guarantee you when they get older, they would fight you. (laughs) One of them would at least. I'll let you guys guess which one that is. So I don't know. Playing mind games and trying to force your thoughts And opinions on a child, no matter how old they are, when they clearly have a different opinion or feeling, it's just not okay. But at the same time, you can't spend your time and energy worrying about what someone else is doing because you have zero control over that and it will only drive you crazy thinking you do have some sort of control over it. Working through these tough feelings is not easy. But if you truly put your children first in every single situation, which many times is choosing to just ignore things and keep the peace, these tough feelings will become easier and easier to deal with. My husband is also a huge help to me. We don't sit there and focus on the negative, but if either of us has a grievance we need to talk about and get out of our system, we're always there to listen and give advice if needed. Most importantly, the advice we give each other is grounded back to how we choose to live our lives and how we choose to lead and raise our family which is centered around Christ. It is our goal to keep peace in our lives, no matter how difficult it may be. And it's difficult many times to bite our tongues and quote, play nice, but it benefits the children in our home and ultimately benefits us as well. So when we're giving advice to one another on a situation, many times it's always brought back to how can we be the best versions of ourselves and be a Christ-like example for our kids. I encourage you to do the same, and I promise you, you will only see benefits. To close, I would like to remind you, if you are enjoying this podcast and haven't already, please leave me a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you like what you have heard in this episode, take a screenshot, um, tag another fellow stepmom that you think could benefit from anything that I have talked about and help me grow my audience. And to every single person I have received messages from and words of encouragement from, thank you from the bottom of my heart. From the beginning, I've said, if I can just help one bonus mom feel like they aren't alone in this, I will be happy. 
and I'm super humbled to say I've reached quite a few of you and quite a few of you I've never talked to before or met before, but I love hearing from everyone. Knowing that you aren't alone is just comforting. And always, if you have any topic ideas, please shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram at Second Wife Life Podcast. I hope everyone has a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.